Hello, I'm Dan Aykroyd, and welcome to this fine motion picture emporium. It's nice to know you're here tonight, rather than at home shoving cheap little plastic cartridges into cheap imported video systems that keep you and your family hostage in your own home or apartment. Now, let's face it, big screen entertainment is what it's all about. We've enjoyed it for years. Movies are great. There's nothing like a good movie, or even a bad one for that matter. One podcast, two assholes, and infinite possibilities. Strap in, for you're about to experience the brilliant awesomeness that is a couple of Average Joe's movie review show. You're welcome. Go. 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 Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. I am Joe Spiegel, and sitting across from me is... Me. You. Why is this so weird? Uh, cause we're here. And no, we're but why? Queer. Why is that? Why is that like that? I don't know. Where's the? Where's the volume of the bass? I don't know what the fuck's going on. Ooh. Yeah, it's kind of thin, isn't it? Pretty fucking thin. Anorexic. Look at the bar. How's the bar receiving? Sound bar. Sound bar. No, it's not rolling up. Ha ha ha! Oh my. Okay, you're so, welcome. Do we need to redo this? I think we need to redo it. Oh, that sounds kind of funny that way. I think, <coughs> you know. <coughs> yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Is I wanted it to sound funny. Like an inept recording. Yeah. An inept intro. Ooh. It'd be like, hey, welcome back, my friends. Hey, we're professional. You know, hey, what's going on, huh? <laughs> hey, what's going on? <laughs> that makes it awesome. All right, so this is our, <laughs> we're going to stick with it. Fuck it. We, uh, this is our. We office. can't get anything right. <laughs> Welcome to Cinescapes Movie Review Podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is called the Cinescape Podcast. Yeah, shrug your shoulders in agreement. All right, uh, this is our office Christmas party episode. Welcome. Welcome. All right, we're going to talk about that wonderful holiday film and whatever else pops into our jollies. So take it away, Larry Kasdan. Take it away. Star Wars sucks. But that has nothing to do with the fucking movie we're talking about. Take it away, T.J. Miller. That's better, I guess. Yeah, okay. Take it away, Jason Bateman. Now you just sound weird. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. <laughs> Kind of creepy. What? Like I, I want to get one thing off my chest about this movie. I was totally hoping to see Ryan Reynolds as a cab driver. Oh. I wanted that's that needed to happen. Yeah. As him and the dude from from Dopinder. Yeah. Dopinder. Yeah. The, well, he's also in uh, Blunt Talk as well. But the guy that played Dopinder in Deadpool, yeah. it would have been fucking hilarious to see him and Dopinder get into a cab and see Ryan Reynolds driving the cab. Yeah. Uh, the actor's name is Karan uh, Sony. Great. Or Karen. Karen Sony? Karen? He played Nate. He yes. plays Right. He plays Dopinder in fucking well, hey, just, Deadpool. D- what? He doesn't deserve to have a name because he's a foreigner? No. We pointed out who exactly who he was. We Everybody knows. Okay, I get it. We moving oh, on. Oh, so for the rest of his life, he should be typecasted as the asshole from Deadpool. I never said that. What I said was we 
pointed out who he was for the audience so they knew exactly what we were and who we were talking about. Yeah, his name's Karan Sony. Yeah, they didn't know that. <laughs> they know him as Dopinder or the taxi driver from Deadpool. Damn right. So. All right. So, <laughs> um, this movie, for all intents. No, 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 no. No. Give a summary of the movie. Well, then put the summary up. You can't give a summary? I could sum up a summary. I could give it a little something. It's something. the worst. You just did a fucking. Fine. Ugh. Jason Bateman works at a tech company owned by <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. And TJ T- Miller decides that a year-end blowout is needed to finally kill off 2016. Okay. Or we can go with yours. When his uptight CEO sister threatens to shut down his branch, the branch manager throws an epic Christmas party in order to land a big client and save the day. That's an awful, awful, awful... Hold on. That's new. But the party gets way out of hand. <coughs> yes, it does. That's 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 an awful summary, even for fucking... This all needs to be edited. What the hell is going on here? That annoys me. Sorry, we, we were having technical I'm just, website. I'm just glad it doesn't have as many pop-ups as the other sites you go to. This is my site. I our know. site. It shouldn't have that there. <laughs> it's showing a, a video in between... It. Well, you're the fucking maestro. God damn it. I'll fix that. This needs to be fixed, though. You see this shit right here? The huge gap. Yeah, it's not supposed to have, it's not supposed to have, have a gap that big. Yeah, well, fix it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it well. should be when it's up. It should be the office Christmas party. Should. This whole thing is just stupid. When his uptight CEO sister threatens to shut down his branch, the branch manager throws it. It should be Jennifer Aniston, who plays whoever in the T.J. Miller's sister, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever her character's name is. So it should say when blah, 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 parentheses, Jennifer Aniston, threatens to shut down her brother's branch of the company, uh-huh. T.J. Miller, or whatever his character, parentheses, yeah. T.J. Miller, blah, 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 decides to throw an epic Christmas party in order to land a big client and save the day. But the party gets out of hand. Or they could have just said, throws an epic Christmas party, which gets com- completely out of control. Yeah. But no, they they shit it up. Well, the movie got kind of shitted up too, so I guess we're on par, aren't we? Yeah, well, the summary fits the movie, huh? <laughs> Half-assed. I'm disappointed by this movie. I, I pretty much summed it up perfectly when, when the movie ended, which is this movie never really takes off. Even though there's this huge party... And there's epic moments that happen during this party because it keeps splitting up and going different directions with all these characters. It keeps going away from the party itself. You know what I mean? And it keeps killing the momentum of the film. And so this big party never really feels like a big party because it keeps cutting away from it. I equate it to Flintstones cartoon versus Flintstones movie. Okay. And let me explain that. You know when you're watching the Flintstones cartoon and then they get in the car and then they start to go in the car, you, the feet go, and then yeah. they, they speed off, right? Yeah, but that would do. Well, they, yeah, they speed off. Yeah. And you see the zip lines and everything else from, from the car. Uh-huh. But if you watch the movie and you see them driving in the car yeah. and you see their feet touching the ground, but it doesn't really look real. Yeah. And they just start driving and it's just plodding along. And it's not do. They're not going really anywhere. 
it looks like they're just being it's either being pulled or pushed yeah. one way or the other it it's like an old tractor uh-huh. you know it's just the car is not going anywhere it's getting you there but it's just not you know it's yeah. not really doing anything other than getting you from point a to point b nothing spectacular uh-huh. you know it's not zipping along like in the cartoon has no panache has no fun has no style yeah it's just there that's what i mean by the cartoon versus the movie yeah for Flintstones and that's that's how I equate it it's like it's like driving a Prius yeah it's fancy on the outside it's got all these gadgets and shit yeah but you're just gonna get on the freeway in the fast lane and go 55 miles an hour mm-hmm. yeah it's spectacular this movie is where the trailers give away the entire film and make it seem like it's this constant thrill ride of partying but instead, because of the way the story is put together, it it keeps starting and stopping, starting and stopping, starting and stopping. And it just, it kills the flow of the movie for me. It really did. You know? I, I there's the, the, Look, it, the movie's funny enough to keep me laughing while I'm watching it. I'll give it that. It's funny. But all this unnecessary, um, ex, what do they call it, exposition? Sure. Filler, you know? The stupid subplot, you know, with the the secret technology that she's working on that you know is going to come into play near the end of the film. Right. Right. The the sexual tension between Olivia Munn's character and Jason Bateman's character where you know they're going to end up hooking up. Fucking Well, obvious. yeah, but you already knew that they were doing that because she had mentioned earlier in the film anyways, you know, you should have asked me out. So... Yeah, didn't well didn't she say that when they were like halfway through when they're sitting on the roof locked outside? No, well, kind of, but it was it was known, it was a known thing when they first started talking mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie when he's in her office. Yeah. And and they're talking about his divorce. Yeah, and I that's another thing. What was the what was the purpose of even showing the fact that he just went through a divorce, you know? To give his character more defining loser moment it, it, it like like he's already at the bottom of the barrel so it can't get any worse it just it didn't it didn't make sense this movie's supposed to be this fun party movie and it just it 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 only like i said in bits and pieces if you're gonna do a fun party movie you might as well just mirror either animal house <laughs> or even if you're gonna it, a Christmas movie, right? Yeah. Why not just take a Christmas story mm-hmm. and do something like that, you know? Or, a you know, Christmas Vacation or yeah. something. Just modernize it. Yeah. Update it. You don't really need to, you don't need to, well, just take that and twist it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We get it. Jennifer Aniston doesn't like fucking Christmas. She's a Scrooge. Great. Yeah. You know? She just wants to be the CEO of the company. Yeah, and look, I, throughout the whole movie, she's like the strong character, like cause she's a really good actress, but it gets to this point with her that I'm tired of seeing her play an asshole. You know? Oh, I love when she plays assholes. For, for a moment, but it just, it, to me, it's kind of a turnoff when she just keeps on and on and on being a fucking asshole. It just it loses its gusto. I don't think she was really an asshole in this one, more along the lines of just, she's a business person. Like, in Horrible Bosses, yeah, she was a complete fucking, you know, she was gutter snipe, <laughs> right? Yeah. In this one, she's not. She's just like, look, it's a business decision. This is what's going to happen, and you're you're a fuck-up. She's treating everyone like they're children. That's fine. 
Because and, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of her brother, the way her brother is. You know, he's having a gay old time with all of his employees, and he's trying to be like what we wish all of our bosses would be like. Right. And she doesn't want that. She wants, she wants, she basically just doesn't want any of her past to come up anymore. She wants to move forward. Yeah, she wants efficiency. <laughs> efficiency only. But it also seems like she wants to take the humanity out of work. That's what she wants to do. She just has nothing to do with efficiency. She just wants to stop the bleeding so she can make more money. Yeah. Yeah. And just, it. this movie could have just worked. Look, it would have been simple. You have her show up at the beginning of the movie. She puts out the proposal or, you know, the, the you know, draws the line, right? And just says, hey, I'm shutting this fucking place down because it's, you know, we're not making enough money or whatever. Okay. Okay. Then boom, you have one chance. Sign this client. Then, okay, I'll consider. And, and even then that's stupid because that's what every fucking one of these business movies do. Yeah. They, oh, well, you got one last chance, you but you got to sign this really incredibly tough client. Well, you know, we've been it, working on this client for a fucking year, so you know you know we're working it. Yeah. So actually, why instead? Why didn't they just do this thing where, what if it? What if it was? Let's do the what if thing, right? What if instead the whole precursor to the movie was they had spent almost the whole year trying to sign this big deal, and then they they do sign the big deal right before the movie starts, or like right when the movie starts, and then. The party is the big celebration because they've been inhibiting themselves the whole year, right? Meh. And they have this blast, and then you might have a little bit of an ordeal because what if that client shows up who's you know the 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 uh, what the fuck's his name? The, the Courtney Vance. B Vance. Courtney B Vance character shows up, and then things get out of hand, mm. and you can have all this debauchery and frivolity and all that shit, you know? No, because then it turns into well, we've got to hide, we got to hide everyone. From making sure that he doesn't see the blowjobs and the, you know, dick pictures and everything else. Like, I could have gone with the Caligula office party. <laughs> well, instead of doing that, why not just turn it into, okay, this this branch of the of the company, yeah. you know, Exotech or whatever it's called, is yeah. successful. Exotech or, yeah, anyway. And instead of shutting them down, she's coming to take over. That's yeah. fine, you know. They're signing clients and this and that. And it, here's the other thing that they completely missed out on. She got one of the Chicago Bulls to show up to the party who wanted to do all these fucking things, mm -hmm. these apps and games and everything else, and he had no one to sign with. Yeah. So why didn't they just sign him? That was that would have been a fucking huge, a huge moneymaker right there. Yeah, especially since the movie's based in Chicago. Well, yeah, but that has nothing to do with anything. We we established that, but my point is is that they have a celebrity already at the party, mm -hmm. so why didn't they just get him to sign with them? Hey, we're gonna sign this celebrity. He's got games and fucking this and apps and the Facebook thing and that he wants to do and yada yada yada. And then he fucking disappeared. Well, he's still there. He was still in the background. But he disappeared from from the story. Right. But yeah, that entire line disappeared, it, and it would have. That would have cured all their problems. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that's where they were going to go with it. And I was surprised that they didn't. No, that was an easy it just felt cure. like they brought in a Chicago Bulls player just to just to emphasize that they're in Chicago. Yeah, which well, they didn't need to do. What was the fucking point of that? I so when it comes right down to it, they shot themselves in the foot twice mm -hmm. with this. 
and this and that was the first time. The second time is this whole, well, she's going to shut him down. And I know we're doing the what if type of thing, but really what they should have done is they should have just gone the fucking, like, the the extreme party route. Who gives a shit about whether or not they're shutting down the place? Yeah, the trailer, the trailers make it look like it's going <laughs> the extreme party route. They should have... <coughs> fuck. They should have just made it a party movie. Yeah. They should have just done... the. They should have went fucking Animal House on it, you mm-hmm. know? And instead of Jennifer Aniston playing this uptight whatever, she's part of it, you know? And then have the father... Still alive, double secret probation, right? You two are on double secret probation, Mm -hmm. and then they throw this fucking wild party, right? It's a year end blowout. The dad's changing things or whatever, and because you have this morality story that oh, I never got to do any of this stuff, you know, and you got away with everything, T.J. Miller, because (laughs) dad liked you better, blah blah blah, right? And, And and that's that's. That's silly. What it should have been is that the, both of them should have fucking conspired together while, you know, the heads are are coming down on them. You know, the John Verners, the, the, the fucking principal of the school. Yeah. Right? Fat, drunk, and stupid. Yeah. is no way to go through life, son. And and they throw this fucking wild bash. Yeah. You know? And at the end of the day, nobody knows where they are. Or nobody can remember anything. And, you know, you have this fucking... This, Silly plot line where T.J. Miller crashes into, you know, the fucking um, in the, the uh, power in the, out the power plant. Yeah, <laughs> I can't say the name. The power plant, yeah, the Chicago power plant, substation whatever. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and blows out all the fucking, you know, uh, internet and yeah, electricity to do and everything fast, else. Too furious, yeah. <clears throat> and and their magical internet application that apparently everybody has already on their phone yeah gets everybody up and running again mm-hmm. magical yeah it's tr- it's magical <laughs> saves the day mike saves the day and look it's fine to have like you know a bunch of little side characters having little fun things here and there so then you know that in the normally i'm fine with that but it spent a lot of time Doing going cutting to these side people, you know, like the Allison character, you know, the single mom, right? Where she's fucking with Randall Park, and then he's got the mommy baby fetish, right? Which is funny. That was funny. I, I'll give it that, you know. And then wait till the fourth date at least. Yeah, and then the Nate character, who uh, this the, the whole thing pissed me off with the Nate character, where he's got the two, uh, you know, coworkers who keep giving him shit about him having a fake girlfriend, right? And he's got to prove it to them. You know, it's like a whole waste of time. All this time wasted on him, on this guy trying to prove that he's got a hot girlfriend when yeah. he doesn't. Hiring an escort who's giving hand jobs in the bathroom. They yeah. Should have just, they should have just shown that. Yeah, of that. And then also the fact that it was like that the whole thing was brought in just so you could bring Jillian Bell's character in as a, as a pimp. Right. As this cute little blonde pimp, you know, right? Right. And it's funny because she's small, but she's ferocious. Yeah, you know? I, I most of her characters I could care less about. She look, I I liked her in this movie because she she had a lot of good banter, but I could see that. Look, I've seen her now twice play a bad guy. First time I saw her play a bad guy was in Twenty Two Jump Street. She was the you know head drug dealer. Right, right. So now it's twice now we've seen her in a bad guy. Okay, don't do it again. That's it. I I just don't I don't find her funny because most of the stuff that she says 
is not really improv or anything else like that. Uh-huh. It, it, the situations and everything else was just the the well. Let me let me go back on this. When they bring T.J. Miller to her pimp place, yeah, and they're talking. Okay, that was funny. Uh-huh. You know, because he's talking about you know all the stress and pressure of running a company, and she's relating to him and all yeah. this other shit. Yeah, and I thought, okay, this could be a good twist. Mm-hmm. But what they should have done—I'm sorry, I'm going back on this whole thing. What they should have fucking done is they should have fucking done bachelor party. Just rip off the Tom Hanks bachelor party goddamn movie. Did you read my review? No, I haven't read the review yet. You're fucking hilarious. And go from there. Because the two movies that I mentioned in my the beginning of my review, my intro was talking about my favorite party party movies, and I I specifically mentioned two that I didn't use as nostalgia, right? Because they, they were from when I was a little kid, and they were Animal House and fucking Bachelor Party, right? And you brought them both up. <coughs> well, you have Kent from from I don't want to call him Kent because he played Kent in Real Genius. Uh-huh. You have Kent from Bachelor Party who's trying to kill. Tom Hanks character, uh-huh. you know, or at least get him into a compromising position where he can end his relationship with Tawny Katane. Okay. So he can swoop in and take Tawny Katane for himself, right? Yeah. But, you know, Tom Hanks is always on the up and up. He He's he's in control of everything. Yeah. He's not drinking. He's not doing drugs. He's not any of this shit, right? And, and he realizes that this guy is setting him up, so he's just, he's just playing the character, yeah. right? And he's got all of his friends who are the druggies and the whatever else. Yeah. That's how they should have done it. They should have had it where Jason Bateman plays the Tom Hanks type character. Or even Jennifer Aniston yeah. plays a Tom Hanks type character. And then everybody else is just having a grand old time. I would have actually gone with the, the Jason Bateman line instead of Jennifer Aniston. And then have have some random fucking board member trying to get Jennifer Aniston in comp. In a compromising position, but Jason Bateman is there basically running cock block, mm-hmm. you know, to make sure that everything goes off smoothly and no one gets fucking hurt. Yeah. Right? And that would have worked so much better. So. Yeah. And look, with Jason Bateman, I he's really good at playing the straight man, but I, I just, I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of him being the only, like, normal person in a whole group of crazies. You know, like, like in Horrible Bosses, it works for the most part, but. You know, I look. Remember him in bad, bad words. Mm-hmm. He was great in that. So he's, he, you know, you can use him for other shit. So do it. Right. Quit making him. You know, just like with T.J. Miller, they keep typecasting him, playing the same exact pothead guy from Silicon Valley. Right. And look, it worked with this movie. I loved him in this movie, and he's fine. But it's gonna get to that point where they're, they're like Seth Roganing him. You know what I mean? We're in the like you know in the late two thousands how they started having Seth Rogen just do the same shit over and over and over again yeah which he's still kind of doing but at least he's trying to venture out a little bit and change it up well he's more. great in fucking Silicon Valley and a couple of other things that he's done yeah and so that and that's why I'm fine with the typecasting to a point but still it's and, and look there are moments with the way that he there's something about his character that's sentimental, like Ernest. You know, he cares about his people and he, he's trying to do good things, right? Right. And then I, <laughs> and one of my favorite parts of the movie, which is also my favorite part from the trailers, is the part where they're all sitting at the conference table and uh, and Jennifer Aniston keeps saying, you're not having a party. 
And fucking, and he keeps saying, yeah, yeah, we're not going to have a party. And then he starts mouthing towards Kate McKinnon's character. You know, he's like, yeah, we're still having a party, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking hilarious because they keep doing it. And it, it's just, I, and then the look on her face and that, that, you know, I'm switching over to Kate McKinnon now, you know, Kate McKinnon's character. Um, there's part of me that wishes that she had a much larger role in the film because just like in Ghostbusters, She's one of the best things about it. Right. And if they had stopped spreading it to all these different characters and focused only on a couple, I think this movie could have been way better than it was. Way better. Absolutely. You know, and you didn't need to do all this extra shit. You could have had this, Kate McKinnon's character is inhibited and then she just starts to let loose. And it's great. It's fucking hilarious, you know, when she does in the movie. So, uh, I don't, I don't really, you know, I don't really want to see this movie ever again. It's it's one of those where it was funny when we were watching it, but because of all the wasted opportunities, like Rob Corgi, why the fuck is he in this movie? It seemed like he was just in the movie to be that that guy that has something you know negative to say about the company for you know when he pops into this you know into the camera, you know right onto the screen and then he just disappears, and then he comes back again to say something more negative again, right, and then he disappears again, and. Look, Rob Corgi's a funny fucking guy. I've seen him on other things like Ballers and and you know Warm Bodies and all that other shit. And he he's a funny ass dude in Hot yep. Tub Time Machine. He he owned that movie, you know. So just you know what this movie felt like? It felt like it had a bunch of fake validations, you know. Having having uh was it the Jimmy Butler character show up? Having Matt Walsh from Veep show up at the beginning of the movie? Right. Having Rob Corgi show up? Um. <laughs> Having, well, I don't really want to say having uh, uh, Courtney B. Vance show up and do a comedy. I'm surprised they didn't have uh, um, Craig Robinson show up. Yeah, instead they had um, another guy from Veep because there's three people from Veep in the um, on this uh, in this movie. Um, yeah, that guy's name is uh, Ooh, where are you at, you son of a bitch? He is holy shit! I lost him. Oh, there he is, Sam Richardson. Yeah, he's on Veep as well. He played the, he played Joel the uh, the DJ. <laughs> but yeah, and when it keeps cutting to stuff like that, it's funny. But then it just, it was it just kept cutting in and out, cutting in and out, cutting in and out, instead of just having this flow. You know, let it let the movie flow and stop trying so hard to to connect this with this stupid subplot. You know, I. It's like when I'm watching, this is my favorite movie to bring this up about, Mo Money, okay? If you watch the, remember Mo Money with Damon Wayans? When you watch the trailers for the movie, I know it's not a good movie at all. And this, and the reason why for me is this, when you watch the trailers for the movie, it looks funnier and shit because he's doing all these impersonations and stuff like that. It's like he's trying to be the next Eddie Murphy or something, right? But then what they hit you with when you go see the movie is they have the, the whole movie turns into this thing where he's, his boss is a, is a thief and he's stealing and he gets fired from his job, and and now there's this criminal element to it, and it it goes in this direction that is is fucking retarded. When they didn't need to, the movie could have just been funny with him stealing and doing impersonations and shit. Right. You know, and they're trying too hard, and that's that's what this movie does. This 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 movie does the mo money thing in a way where it, it has to add a bunch of filler bullshit just to, I don't know, so that it can have some substance, and it's the wrong kind of substance. Yeah. It's like all they did was. Somebody wrote a script where it's just, they didn't even write a script. 
Yeah. Just wrote a description of the party. Yeah. And then said, let's build a script around this. Mm -hmm. And then they went, well, what could we do? Well, we live in Chicago. John Hughes, what type of party could we throw? Mm -hmm. You know, that's all I could think of. I mean, you know, it's the story just... My favorite part of the story when they had the fucking Nerf gun war in in the in the shopping mall. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. You know, T.J. Miller and Jason Bateman yeah. shooting each other. That was great. And then the fucking tree falls. Yeah. Fine, I'm cool with that. Yeah, it's like big. It reminded me of big. Yeah. No, yeah, that was great. And more of that would have been funnier. I mean, they could have expanded that and had like an all-out Nerf gun war when they were drunk and just titties flying around. And yeah, and then they people had chasing the, each and other the, and the, the Christmas tree jousting. Yeah. You know, or when they Jesus comes out on the horse and he's riding through the fucking crowd. That was all that was funny. You know? When I was driving home, I was thinking, what if what if you still had the World Trade Center up, okay? Mm -hmm. So I was driving home from the movie and I'm like, what if every floor were because they they pan out from the movie uh -huh. and there's two floors that are filled with just people partying yeah. and the lights going off and actually there's more than two floors, two or three floors, right? What if somebody did that, but every floor in the World Trade Center from zero all the way on up to whatever the top one was. Yeah, it was like 76 or... And every floor was filled with people mm -hmm. just having a massive fucking blowout party. Yeah. How great would that be? That would be the ultimate. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you can't do that now. Well, you can do that with the new Freedom Tower. So yeah. what if the new Freedom Tower... You know, or even the Sears Tower. Or Dubai. Yeah. You, well, the Freedom Tower is supposed to be pretty fucking huge. That, you know, which takes up like two city blocks. Yeah. You just have every floor filled with people fucking having a party. Yeah. Pimps and hoes and fucking, you know, jousting. And it, each floor is a different fucking theme. You, the, yeah, the theme. theme. Yeah, Gladiator. <laughs> you know. They did that in the movie. They did a different theme on every level. I believe it was... Uh, I think it was 21 and over, if I'm not wrong. I can't remember shit, but they did something like that where each floor had a different theme and, and the, the main character had- Like video, yeah, like fucking Pac-Man on one floor. Yeah, he had to um, he had to survive each um, test on each floor of the party to get to where he needed to get to. I Fuck, that's going to bug the shit out of me. I don't think it was 21 and over, but it was shit. It was something. I thought 21 and over was the one where he got really fucking wrecked and then- uh, he got he, he he fucking you know went unconscious and they had to call cops and ends up running home and yeah a lot a of nude. shit happened to that movie. There's, uh, also his dad is like you know like the hardcore Japanese dad you know oh you have to walk yeah. you know and, and you're going to college and and all this stuff and it it was funny it was I like Twenty One and Over but um I wrote a review for it shit yeah I know <laughs> I only saw it once though so I don't remember much about <laughs> it anyways um, but yeah it. They could have done a whole lot with this movie, but instead they went with the, with the, well, you know, they're going to shut it down, so let's have a big blowout party for a reason. Yeah. Excuse. Yeah. And, <laughs> I, yeah, dude, I felt comfortable with the movie every single time we would go back to the party. Kept going back to the party, I was feeling good again. And it just kept this uneven roller coaster. Yeah. So, when it's all said and done, I give the movie a 5 out of 10 because... It's 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 funny. The movie's funny and it has enough charisma to keep me interested, but it's a one trick pony. It's it's not I don't ever want to see it again and I don't 
I don't care about it. I yeah. don't really care about it. I mean, there's going to be moments like if a trailer ever pops up on TV again, there's going to be moments that make me laugh every time. Like every single time that Courtney B. Vance um, plops off of that f- fucking file cabinet, it just makes me laugh. Every Does a header? Time. Yeah, every single time, and every single time, same thing with uh, T.J. Miller. You know, mouthing the words that we're going to still have the party to Kate McKinnon. It right. makes me laugh every time. Because of the look on her face. She's so good at doing those goofy, over-the-top faces. Yep. You know? I, I love it. So, but that's it. I, it. All those little things and, and some great things. Yeah. Kate McKinnon was fucking phenomenal again in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's becoming, Put your pants on. She's my new fucking- now. Yeah. She, <laughs> she's my new Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they'll fucking- They'll just drill her into the ground. Oh, they, they probably they do. Will. They'll fucking- They will fucking- sandpaper all of the creative juice out of her until there's nothing left yeah but a fucking a ball of mud hey and s- blonde hair speaking of ghostbusters make the call fucking cast members um i was at best buy today buying suicide squad and i ran into this guy who was uh I don't know. He looked like he was in his early 20s. He was very nerdy, fucking the typical fat-faced nerd with the you know the hoodie and the and zits and he fucking talks a mile a minute right. He was kind of like you, like but he younger. Drink, like he drinks a Red Bull, but I got I got style, baby. <laughs> so anyway, um, talking about movies and stuff like that because first we're talking about Suicide Squad, right? And I talk about you know I start talking about the podcast and all this stuff, and somehow we got to uh, Ghostbusters. We kept segueing into yeah. another thing, another thing, right? Because we had this long talk about DC first. Ghost beaters. Right. And so, got into, you know, Ghostbusters, and we started going through all the characters in the movie who I didn't like, and, and how I talked about how Kate McKinnon was awesome, and then I, the last person I talked about was Leslie Jones, right? And this is how I could tell this guy, even though he wants to get into podcasting and everything, I don't think that he's ready for the medium, because even though he sounds very smart and he's... And he can talk really fast. Was his name Joe as well? I don't know what his fucking name was. Did he have a fucking full beard? But I brought up how racially stereotyped that Leslie Jones' character was. And it just, it it didn't work. he turned into PC? He turned, and he he flipped it into, well, you do agree that everyone that came on Twitter was really mean about it and everything like that. And and I go, and I kept saying, yes, it was mean. They shouldn't have done it. And then, but that's the world we live in. So get used to it. I said, it, "Dude, it's just like at school when when kids pick on you, and then they do mean shit because they want to feel better about themselves for a moment." I said, "It's the same thing. They were doing the same shit to her." Okay, it's fucked up, but we got to move on, right? And I said, "I'm not criticizing her about that. She, that she didn't deserve that." But then he brought it up again, and then all of a sudden we get distracted by an employer or something like that, and then he just put his earbuds in and we quit talking, and that was the end of it. I just said, "Okay, well, good luck with that thing you're going to do." You're trying to do. Good luck with your shitty podcast. Yeah. Well, because he asked about podcasting because he hasn't done it yet, but he wants to do stand-up and all this other stuff. And, you know, I I was going to tell him about the podcast. I was going to tell him the name and everything. And I just, you know, I said, fuck it. I, I don't, look, I don't have time for holding hands. I don't have time for people that are afraid to say anything because they don't want to be called racist or... Uh, I don't know, cruel or whatever you want to call it. Right. I look. I don't need to. I can talk bad about someone of a different race or a different gender or a different sexual orientation or whatever. I can talk about anyone I want to about their negatives 
without having to bring up their race every single time or bringing right. up their gender or their sexual orientation. It's not always about that. And by me bringing those up with that every single time, that's like me saying that I'm insecure in what I'm saying and I'm trying to say that I'm not a bad person by saying this because it's okay with this and that. And fuck you, I'm just talking about this person. Doesn't it make me, wouldn't it make me seem more racist and more homophobic or whatever or sexist if if I kept bringing up the fact that they're different than me? Instead of just bringing up the, the the main plot at hand, yeah, I guess so. I mean, if that's it's that's like a, literally the term for racist is you know bringing up a gender, race, creed. Well, it's basically race, but they're just going to lump it all in together. Well, yeah, I mean, the I, faults well, of one race. Like when I was talking to the guy at the Best Buy, I told him, I said, "Look, her character was most of the time when she was talking, it was always this this." Racial stereotype. Right. And I said, but when they let her be a normal person in the movie, she was great. Leslie Jones had the, you know, she was fine. He goes, well, you know, at least she wasn't as bad as the Ernie Hudson character. I said, what are you talking about? I said, Ernie Hudson from the original Ghostbusters was, he represented the everyday working man. They didn't bring up his race in the movie. He was just the guy that didn't know anything about science. He was just there to pay his bills and work. Right. And that's what he represented. He represented the average Joe. Gives me a fucking steady paycheck. Yeah. I'll believe anything. Yeah, that's a pretty big Twinkie, right? <laughs> right. And I said that to him, you know, and, but sorry, this kid is in that fucking, I don't know, he's in that college. Safe zone. Liberal safe zone, you know, where you can't step over those boundaries because you, ooh, it's scary. When we started this podcast <clears throat> in this movie review, yeah, I was given some advice and that advice was be honest. Yeah. And I told that to you. Mm-hmm. I said, when you're doing your movie reviews, be honest. Mm-hmm. Do not censor yourself. Write as you want everyone to know how you are. Yeah. And and let you know if there's a swear word or whatever. Joe tries not to put you know swear words in his in his reviews for the most part. He'll put I, shitty. He, I started he'll censor. Yeah. He'll censor words like fuck and whatever else. Yeah, I started putting shit and asshole in my reviews. Right. Because it's more me. That's how I talk. Right. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, well, what if we wanted to get out there to the world more? You know, what if we wanted to share these? What if somebody wanted to share our reviews? Yeah. A publication or somebody, right? Yeah. That's what I mean by somebody. Another website. And I'm thinking about it and like, well, what if they start editing our reviews? Yeah. And removing your words and putting, you know censored or like shoddy instead of shitty well yeah or you know <laughs> they they put a bracket around it you know yeah or stars bad word right yeah or the cubert <laughs> talk yeah oh like in like in uh jay and silent bob mm. you know when when the girl is uh, from etv is reading the you know uh, uh the censored stuff and she as she's trying to read it you know i can't even remember what the fuck she says but Again, she's she's reading the censored part, you know, yeah. censored, expletive, deleted. Yeah, that's what she was saying. Ugh. So, and, and that's so she's reading redaction, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, so yeah, Jules, Jules, whatever her name is, from E Entertainment. Uh-huh, I don't know. I don't watch them. Steve Kometko and Jules Jules Asner. That's who okay. it is. <laughs> and if you watch that part. And you see Jay and Silent Bob, and she's like, you know, we'll eat your expletive deleted, expletive deleted, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right? That's funny for a second. Yeah. And that's the only thing I can think of is, like, if this goes out 
if somebody sees this that says, "Hey, this is really good," mm-hmm. and Joe's writing his reviews as he wants to, as he talks to you about it, you know, mm-hmm. in his own voice, are they going to censor it? Yeah. And if they do, then I don't want anything to do with it because I don't want them using my material and censoring it. Yeah, that's why. Or, um, I'm sorry, not my material, meaning the company, you know, the average Joe's. Yeah, I, that, I that, mean our material. That's why um, I don't. I don't normally feel the need to use the the word fuck, but sometimes it's necessary in a review for like context. Right. And so if I do put the word fuck or fucking or fucker or whatever, right. um, I'll usually put a couple stars in the middle of the word. So you know what it says, but it's still not as blatantly in your face. Right. I, I, do I don't that, believe in that, but that's you. I do that. So I guess it is kind of a catering thing to people that, that don't, don't like to read that kind of language. It's like but you put you, see my problem is is that you put the word there but you censor the word. It's like saying the n word instead yeah. of the actual word. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like the C, that's how that's Louis more C. that's now more you're f- making me say it in my head. That's more <laughs> offensive than you know as uh, was Louis C K saying that that's more offensive just saying the n word. Yeah. It's the n word. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's offensive in and of itself. Yeah. You take responsibility, not make me have to say it in my head. <laughs> yeah. And and look, we do censor ourselves. Yeah. We do edit the podcast if something if I feel that something is way too derogatory, <laughs> way too out of line. Yeah, I will remove it. Um, I did that with one of our previous podcasts where Joe and I got into an argument, mm-hmm. and I got out of line. But I got out of line with Joe. It's not because of a bad word or anything else like that. And I didn't like it. Plus, I didn't. There was a couple of other things I didn't like. And you're an asshole. And I'm an asshole. <laughs> so. <coughs> I decided to redo part of that podcast. Yeah. And that's 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 where we left it. I refuse to put out stuff. Look, and I am a complete asshole, but I refuse to put stuff out there that is shitty. Mm-hmm. The argument was fine. I ended up calling Joe stupid in the argument because <laughs> he was being stupid, in my opinion. It doesn't necessarily mean he was. I, I could have been the one that's being fucking stupid. I, I just know that when your mind is set on something in that moment, you, you don't you don't take usually take at that moment. I'm f- later on, yes, but at that moment you're usually like dead set on it and you don't take I'm any- focused on a specific thing in that moment yeah. and not the bigger picture. And I should be looking at the whole picture. Yeah. Instead of what I was doing. Well at first it was like because I brought up something completely out of left field with that. I thought that you were just doing like a your left field kind of thing where you know you're like you know you 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 uh, you con my pro or whatever you know what I mean right and that's what I first I thought you were doing and then all of a sudden th- you were getting angrier yeah and I was like dude he's taking this personally <laughs> like- I, I and I was you were all right <laughs> and that's why it, you know, I've still got it I've still got the podcast yeah. but um I I've just felt it was completely unnecessary mm-hmm. to post that podcast plus we were also having problems with the fucking show. And I was already pissed off. Hmm. So it didn't help that I was already annoyed. Yeah. That that one thing was just a fucking, you know, it was the hair that set the sneeze. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, Anyways. yeah, we're, we're good. Uh, I don't give this a five. I give this a four. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, there were moments in it that I, I truly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but it's not, ju- it's not giving me the Christmas... Willies. It didn't. It, it, like, Look, when I throw on when fucking a Christmas story comes on, yeah, and and I'm really pissed off at TBS and TNT because now it's just 24 hours instead of like an entire fucking week full of it. Yeah, I want to see a Christmas story. 
when that fucking show, when that movie comes on, yeah, I, I am immediately set at ease. Yeah, I love that movie. The movie is fun. It's poignant. It takes me back to not necessarily good or bad days, but it takes me back to just a more innocent time. You know what's funny about that is that when that movie first came out, <coughs> it was people were half and half on it. Oh, they hated the fucking movie. You know, and it wasn't a it was huge, a flop. Yeah, it wasn't even a big success or anything. And then it's, but it, over time, it's become the end all be all Christmas movie. Well, that and Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Exactly. I I'm not even a big fan of Christmas Vacation. I love Christmas but Vacation. But yet when it's on, if I'm not doing anything, I'll watch it. Yeah. Shooter's full. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. It, it, so, oh, just some asshole dumping his sewage out into the sewer. Yeah. And this movie, look, it's got Christmas in the title, and you got T.J. Miller wearing a fucking Santa costume. You got reindeer in it. You got Kate McKinnon's fucking goofy sweater. Right. All right. And there's eggnog. There's the fucking cock... You know, ice fucking sculpture. Oh, when fucking Jason Bateman deep throated that thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, but still, it, it's this is not a Christmas movie. I'm yeah, like, it just doesn't feel Christmassy. It just feels like they they made this in like January or February. Feels like a theme. Yeah, and and everybody had to dress up in sweaters, and then they had to do some retakes in, you know. Fake snow. In fucking, yeah, in oh. August. Yeah, there was this classic movie, you know, from like the '80s or something, and I I did research on it because I wrote a review for it or something, right? And found out that there was no snow in that whole area because when they filmed it, so they just used like fake snow where they like actually sprayed it on the on the you know the mailboxes and everything. Right. There were scenes in this movie where it looked like it was snow that was spray painted. No doubt. You know, and I, I fucking that bugs me. Yeah, and I just it didn't give me the Christmas vibe. It didn't make me feel Christmas story. Look, if the movie makes me feel a Christmas story, you know, good and happy and, oh, my God, this this is a fucking fun movie. You'll agree with me on this one. Aside from Christmas Story, what other movie, and it was mentioned in this movie that we were talking about, what other movie makes you feel like Christmas every time you watch it? Christmas Vacation. Well, remember the security guard, the fat chick? She's also, she was on, she's on, um, she's the black chick from. Uh, uh, Just say the fucking movie. Die Hard. I don't consider Die Hard a Christmas movie. You don't? With the fucking jingly bell music? I know, I know. Look, the argument is Uh 50-50. You know, it's either a Christmas movie or not a Christmas movie. It's both. And and I can't give Die Hard, I can't make it a Christmas movie because of this, and and you're going to fucking laugh. What? They don't open presents. (laughs) It doesn't happen. And there's fake presents under those trees. And it doesn't happen- on Christmas, it happens before Christmas. Christmas Eve, or right, the twenty third. Yeah, so it happens like a couple of days before Christmas. Okay, so for me, a Christmas movie, yeah, has to be the. It, it can be an entire week, doesn't matter. But the it has to have at some point in the movie uh-huh. them opening presents. That's how I consider it a Christmas movie. Is there ever a moment in Die Hard where John opens a present from Holly or Holly from John? No, but he does have his gun wrapped in Christmas wrap because yeah. it's, it's 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 on his back. The reason why there, there's two reasons for me for for Die Hard. First is Christmas in Hollis. Yep, playing when they're driving the limo. Dun, dun. This is Christmas music, right? And then also, like ho, I ho, said, ho. you know, well, yeah, that definitely. I have a gun. <laughs> now I have a machine gun, right? Ho, ho, ho. Um, 
but it, it's also the, the the I mean the the music of the movie. There's constant bells. Oh yeah, music. absolutely. The um and then Ode to Joy at the, the end. Ode to Joy yeah. and and Ode to Joy is played throughout the movie. Yeah, he's whistling it. If you listen, everybody whistles. Yep. Ode to Joy. Yeah. Or hums it. Yeah. In in one part or another and that is fantastic it is because it keeps it keeps that whole vibe now i can go either way but i don't con- i don't consider die hard to be a quote unquote christmas movie but you would love to watch it during christmas time but though. i don't care if it's if it's on yeah i will watch the fuck out of it <laughs> because i love that movie oh yeah but and it's it's weird that's my staple for christmas movies like a christmas you know christmas vacation presents christmas story presence yeah it has to involve december 25th that's what's awesome about die hard you can watch it during christmas time and it feels right right and you could watch it in fucking march or any other month of the year dude i will throw that movie anytime that movie will come on during the summer Uh and it always comes on it, it it always comes on in one of two spots yeah right before my favorite part or immediately one fucking second after my favorite part yeah. when the Nakatomi Plaza when 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 McLean throws the chair yeah. with the C4 and it blows out all the windows yeah. I have to have the stereo turned up you know to 11 yeah that's what I do every time the THX thing comes up boof, right yeah and then I'll turn it down after that but still <laughs> I love that part cuz the sound of the glass too oh yeah yeah but it's it's the whoop yeah that it fucking hits you in the chest. Yeah. And and again, I can't you can't go wrong with that. So it's, it's, <laughs> you know what? Again, there was this thing that was doing the debate on the greatest action movie of all time and it kept comparing all the most popular ones to each other and when it all boiled down to it Die Hard won over everything. Yeah, no, that was um was that uh done by Max Landis? I can't remember. And it was and uh Kevin Smith and everything? I don't remember what it was, but Die Hard Die Hard is. I mean, if you compare, you it keep, is a fucking great movie. You keep comparing it to other movies, even Predator. The first Predator is fucking amazing. I love the first Predator, but the first Predator is just just a a, a just a hair, just a teeny hair, not as good as Die Hard. It's almost there. It's almost fucking there, but Die Hard still takes the takes the crown, man. Yeah, no, there are like Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. is a much better action movie. That's more adventure for me, though. Yeah. See, again, it it's yeah, it's, it's a genre, 50-50 it's, thing. I know it's it's like a genre thing. I, you know, yeah, it's, it's it's fucking adventure, but for me, it's action. Yeah. You know, same difference, but you really can't go wrong with you know the argument with Die Hard being a Christmas movie it's, or not a Christmas it's movie. It's both. Yeah. It can be either or. Anytime. I, I just I don't. For me, I don't see it. As a Christmas movie. Bruce Willis could have retired. Christmas time, but not a Christmas movie. Yeah. Bruce Willis could have retired after that, and he'd still be popular. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> he'd be the, uh, oh, god damn, what's that guy's name? He did like four movies, and then he died in the 70s. He was in The Godfather, uh, Deer Hunter, John Cazals. Or John Cazal? Cassavetes? Not Cassavetes. It's like John Cazal or something like that. Um, he was in like four movies, and then he died of cancer. Oh. Um, he yeah, he was in the Deer Hunter. He was in Godfather one and two, because he played Fredo, right? And then he was in one other film, and then <laughs> yeah, he was cons- oh, I think he was in Dog Day Afternoon, and yeah, guy was in fucking guy's a great actor. So anyway, um, the next oh, what, what was our uh, Rotten Tomatoes index? 
Uh, you don't want to know. But to give you an was idea. Was 65 or something? Yeah, we were in the 80s, I think. Okay, so 65, 65 68. 68. Okay, so as of today, which is, I think, believe the 13th of uh, December, uh, it has a current approval rating of 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. So we were both off right, by but, a pretty penny. But our real, our, 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 uh, it's right in between. Yeah. Yours was four, mine was five, and it's 43. So boom. Boom. All right. Yeah, you know, it, like I said, the movie's got enough funny parts in it to keep me interested the whole time I'm watching it. Um, that's why I give it a middle ground. Because otherwise, yeah, it would definitely be like a 3.5 or a 4. Or, you know, maybe even less. So, all right. So the next movie, of course, that we'll be talking about on Cinescape Movie Review Podcast or Film Review Podcast. I don't know. We're still working out those kinks. But um, is going to be Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Which I heard does not have intro credits crawl. Does not, yes. That's odd. But you know what, though? We had to adjust last year to them not having a 20th Century Fox before the movie started, so we can adjust to this, Mike. Are you there with me? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, you know what would be funny is because since, since, this is, uh, since this is set before A New Hope, what if they had the crawl after the movie's over? At the end of the movie. That'd be interesting. Hmm. Huh. All right. So, for... <laughs> God, I gotta get used to saying this, man. Cinescape movie podcast. Cinescape movie podcast. I am Joe Spiegel. Mike Sutherland. Bye. Bye. Good show. Jolly good show. Jolly good show indeed. Hakuna Matata, bitches. Please share the podcast. The more people that listen, the better off we are. Thanks again. For more great podcasts and my movie reviews, don't forget to visit www.acoupleofaveragejoes.com. This is the end. It's the end. Finito! The end, I tell you! We're all going to nibble the dust! Or go fuck yourself.